Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, September 27th. U.S. equities finished mixed in a choppy trading session, with the Dow and S&P 500 both notching a sixth straight day of losses. The moves came as investors remain focused on recent monetary policy decisions around the world, which have elevated recession concerns. In economic news, durable goods orders declined less than expected, but a read on capital spending rose noticeably above forecasts, while home prices unexpectedly fell from last month. Additionally, consumer confidence rose more than projected, new home sales unexpectedly increased, and manufacturing activity in the Richmond region was little changed. In light equity news, Cracker Barrel beat earnings estimates and raised its full-year guidance. Treasury yields were mixed, and the U.S. dollar was slightly higher, adding to a string of fresh 20-year highs recently. Crude oil and gold prices gained ground. European markets turned to the downside late in the day to finish mostly lower amid heightened energy and monetary policy concerns. Stocks in Asia ended mixed, although Chinese issues rose noticeably after signs of easing COVID restrictions. The Dow Jones Industrial Average decreased 126 points, or 0.4%, to 29,135. The S&P 500 Index was down 8 points, or 0.2%, to 3,647. While the Nasdaq Composite finished 27 points, or 0.3%, higher at 10,830. In moderate volume, 4.5 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.4 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $1.79 to $78.50 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price nudged $1.50 higher to $1,634.90 per ounce, and the dollar index inched 0.1% to the upside to 114.21. In equity news on Tuesday, Cracker Barrel Old Country Store, ticker symbol CBRL, posted adjusted fourth quarter earnings per share of $1.57, north of FactSet's $1.38 estimate, as revenues rose 5.9% year-over-year to $830.4 million, which was slightly below forecasts. Chief Executive Officer Sandra B. Cochran stated, quote, Our commitment to value and in delivering a great guest experience helped us weather a weaker-than-expected summer travel season, gas prices that exceeded expectations, and historic inflationary pressures on the consumer, end quote. The restaurant and gift store chain raised its full-year revenue guidance. Shares of Cracker Barrel were slightly lower. The S&P 500 has pulled back as of late, with inflation pressures persisting and forcing the Fed to aggressively tighten monetary policy, as discussed in the article, Stock Market Volatility Worries Mount. Meanwhile, Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses in her latest article titled, Earnings Trampled Underfoot, how the bear market has been driven by multiple compression, making valuations look relatively compelling but expected weakness in earnings may limit the upside potential for stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. 
In economic news on Tuesday, August's preliminary durable goods orders went down 0.2% month-over-month, north of the expected 0.3% decrease, and versus the prior month's unrevised 0.1% decline. Excluding transportation, orders remained at last month's 0.2% rise as expected. Finally, non-defense capital goods orders, excluding aircraft, considered a proxy for capital spending, went up 1.3% month-over-month, well north of expectations of a 0.3% growth rate, and versus the prior month's upwardly revised 0.7% rise. Orders placed with U.S. factories for core capital goods in August rose by the highest amount all year, despite the rise in interest rates. The 20-city composite S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Home Price Index for July showed a 16.06% year-over-year gain in home prices, below the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 17.05% rise, and versus the prior month's upwardly revised 18.66% increase. Home prices were down 0.44% month-over-month on a seasonally adjusted basis, compared to forecasts of a 0.2% gain, and versus the prior month's downwardly revised 0.19% rise. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Survey increased to 108.0 in September from August's upwardly revised 103.6 level, and versus the Bloomberg estimate calling for a reading of 104.6. Index movement was elevated by the expectations index of business conditions for the next six months portion of the index, which increased to 80.3 from August's upwardly revised 75.8 level. The present situation index portion of the survey also moved upwards to 149.6 from the previous month's downwardly revised 145.3 level. Lynn Franco, Senior Director of Economic Indicators at the Conference Board, stated, quote, Consumer confidence improved in September for the second consecutive month, supported in particular by jobs, wages, and declining gas prices, end quote. She went on to say that while recession risks persisted, quote, concerns about inflation dissipated further in September, prompted largely by declining prices at the gas pump, and are now at their lowest levels since the start of the year, end quote. Unemployment, the labor differential, or consumers' appraisal of jobs being plentiful minus being hard to get, increased to 38.0 from the 36.0 level posted in August. The Richmond Fed Manufacturing Activity Index reported little change in activity for September as shown by the zero level that was reported. A reading of zero is the demarcation point between expansion and contraction. The index rose from August's negative eight level and was well above forecasts calling for a reading of negative 10. New order volumes, capacity utilization, vendor lead time, and local business conditions all improved but remained in contraction territory. Shipments soared into expansion territory, and capital expenditures moved higher into expansion territory. Services expenditures, on the other hand, remained expansionary but did decrease. In housing news, new home sales unexpectedly soared 28.8% month-over-month in August to an annual rate of 685,000 units versus forecasts calling for a rate of 500,000 units and versus July's upwardly revised 532,000 unit level. 
The median home price declined 6.3% year-over-year to $436,800. New home inventory decreased to 8.1 months from July's level of 10.4 months of supply at the current sales pace. Sales increased month-over-month in all regions and were up year-over-year in the South and Midwest. The Northeast and West, however, were still down year-over-year. New home sales are based on contract signings, offering a timelier read on housing activity compared to the larger contributor of existing home sales, which are based on closings. Treasury yields were mixed, with the yield on the two-year note declining by a basis point to 4.30%, the yield on the 10-year note rising 11 basis points to 3.97%, and the 30-year bond rate climbing 17 basis points to 3.86%. Bond yields have jumped recently, and the U.S. dollar has rallied back to fresh multi-decade highs after the Fed hiked rates by 75 basis points for a third straight meeting last week. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the Fed's decision in her latest article titled, With Inflation Offsides, the Fed Keeps Hiking which included downgraded economic growth forecasts and an increased unemployment rate outlook as inflation remains the central bank's primary concern. She also provides analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. More housing data is on tap on tomorrow's economic calendar, courtesy of pending home sales for August, forecasted to have fallen 1.8% month-over-month, as well as the MBA Mortgage Applications Index for the week ended September 23rd. An initial look at wholesale inventories for last month will also be released, estimated to have increased 0.5% month-over-month, as well as the advanced goods trade balance projected to show the deficit narrowed slightly to $89 billion during August from the prior month's $89.1 billion. In international news on Tuesday, stocks in Europe turned mostly lower to finish at their lows of the session as the global markets continued to react to monetary policy decisions around the world led by the U.S. Fed last week, which was followed by rate increases by the Bank of England and the Swiss National Bank. Inflation pressures have forced central banks to get aggressive with monetary policies, and stocks in Europe have been choppy lately amid concerns over economic growth, which have been amplified by the continued volatility in the energy markets amid the continuing war in Ukraine. European markets also reacted to reports of unprecedented damage to the Nord Stream pipeline system, which transports Russian gas throughout the region and has led to several gas leaks in the Baltic Sea. The damage is the clearest signal so far that Europe may likely have to survive the winter without significant Russian gas flows. Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his latest article titled What's Next? Good, Bad, and Ugly that the persistence of global inflation could determine which of the three paths central banks may follow and which market qualities investors might consider for their portfolios. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The British pound moved modestly higher today after dropping to a record low on Monday versus the U.S. dollar. 
The drop came following the release of the new UK government's economic plan, which includes the largest tax cuts since 1972. Bond yields on the UK also gained ground as investors are starting to anticipate more aggressive rate hikes from the Bank of England amid the rise in prices. The euro was slightly lower against the greenback, and most bond yields in the eurozone rose, with Switzerland the exception. The UK FTSE 100 index traded 0.5% lower, France's CAC 40 index declined 0.3%, Germany's DAX index lost 0.7%, Italy's FTSE MIB index dropped 1.2%, and Spain's IBEX 35 index was down 0.8%, while Switzerland's Swiss market index gained 0.5%. Stocks in Asia finished mixed amid a host of economic reports and as the global markets remained uneasy following recent rate hike announcements from central banks across the globe. Monetary policy concerns were led by the U.S. Federal Reserve, which delivered a third straight 75 basis point rate hike last Wednesday and signaled future aggressive increases were likely in the offing. Global monetary policies have tightened as the Bank of England and the Swiss National Bank both raised their benchmark interest rates last week. However, the Bank of Japan and China's central bank have bucked the trend as China even loosened policy to try to boost the world's second largest economy that has also been hampered by the impact of COVID-related lockdowns, regulatory crackdowns, real estate issues, and elevated geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. However, Chinese markets gained noticeable ground today, led by healthcare, consumer, and tourism stocks, as COVID restrictions eased in parts of the country and as investors are anticipating further loosening of restrictions in the coming months. In economic news in the region, South Korean data signaled a rise in consumer confidence, but consumers were still more pessimistic than optimistic. Japan's PPI services unexpectedly fell year-over-year compared to the forecasted rise from the prior month's report, and Chinese industrial profits have declined year-to-date. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.5%, with the yen gaining ground versus the U.S. dollar. The yen looks to be resuming a sharp drop to multi-decade lows versus the greenback that began in March, caused by the Bank of Japan lagging other key global central banks in monetary policy. The Hong Kong Hang Seng Index was mostly unchanged. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index increased 0.4%, South Korea's Kospi index ticked 0.1% higher, and China's Shanghai Composite index rallied 1.4%. However, India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index declined 0.1%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will offer Japan's leading index, German consumer confidence, industrial sales from Italy, as well as consumer confidence from Spain.